Ben Bobek, Steve Brown, and good old Manjo. We're back. It's a new season, new year, new us, ready to roll again with a classic look around college football. It's preview season right here on the Noon on Saturday podcast. Steve, how you doing? I'm great. I'm feeling good. Hey, off season's over. Thankfully, that was that was the long nightmare. Long. The long nightmare is over. I'm feeling great. It's time. Days are getting shorter. It's getting a little bit colder. Temps are dropping. It's that time of year. Getting a little nippy, huh? Maybe time to it's like time to crawl back into your little your little hole and just watch college football all weekend long. That sounds like it's just what about I that do. time of year. And we were treated to a great opening night last night, Saturday night, August twenty fourth. Yep. We had Florida Miami. Yes, we did. The in state rivalry. We had a little Fun late night action with Arizona, Hawaii, a couple other small games around D one, all around. What's your What's your first look between the the top ten of Florida and Miami with new head coach, one of your favorites, Steve? I know Manny Diaz. I mean, no, I no. I, I don't know. That remains to be seen. I, Sloppy I, game. It was terrible. There were so many missed tackles. It's almost like you could tell it was the first game of the season. I mean, yeah. Very obvious. It was almost it was almost even more embarrassing for Miami because Florida gave them every opportunity to win that game. Every opportunity. And then they just could not seal the deal. It seems to be forgotten because this game hasn't been played that many times. I think what the last one was twenty fifteen. I don't last meeting between the two of them. But Miami is basically dominated. Yeah. Even with all the success Florida had, you know, 15 years ago with Urban and them, Miami still has owned this series. And Florida didn't seem to want to take ownership of it back last night. No. I mean, the good thing was is it, it was very clear that that was still a rivalry. I mean, there's so many guys on both teams who are Florida guys, um, more specifically Miami area. So uh, there was a lot of a lot of talking going on, um, but you know, in with Dan Mullen's comments, he kind of took the not necessarily he kind of downplayed it a little bit. He was just like, "It's just another game. We're ready." Meanwhile, you know, Miami was coming in hot. They were ready to take on Florida, probably because they were underdogs, but probably because that's another school that they want to take down. Turnover chain, the new one, three oh five with a little U. What are your opinions? I think that was that game was probably directly had had probably a lot of re, uh, that was probably a big reason why they did that because the new turnover chain is sweet. That, that, that thank was, you for answering the question. That was so awesome. pointedly. Sorry. Uh, is it great that every other school has adopted a turnover gimmick now because of Miami? No. That's the worst. No. But Miami is doing it the, the right way. And that new 305 chain was awesome. They also looks heavy. They it also, looks expensive. It looks expensive. Oh, yeah. They also have the rings. I, I think Florida, they knew they they knew they were the favorites. They There's a lot of expectations on Florida this year. And I think they just came out antsy. They came out not not playing to their full capabilities. And Felipe Franks was the leader of that. He had a terrible first half. Bad. And I, th- I think he's better than he played on Saturday. And I, I think long term, I think Florida is a top 10 team, but they sure as hell did not play like one on Saturday. And me and Steve said to each other during the game, we're like, whichever team loses this game is going to be kicking themselves because there were so many opportunities on both sides to snatch victory from from the hands of defeat, but both teams were just trying to give it away. And looking forward for both teams here now, you mentioned, you know, Florida has 
a top 10 ranking to defend, and they sure didn't look like a top 10 team last night. But Miami, on the other hand, very different level of expectations, you know, coming in with a new coach in Diaz, you know, questions at the quarterback position with Tathan Martell transferring in and then getting beaten out by Jaron Williams. First of all, what do you think of Jaron Williams last night? He was... Does he look like somebody who can can make Miami utilize the most of their talent that they have? I think he he looks like a guy who's, as he develops, will allow Miami to kind of spread the offense out, you know, make them a little bit more balanced instead of, you know, leaning on DJ Dallas in in, in the running back core to to pick up a lot of yards. He looked like he could dish the ball because their biggest concern for pretty much all of last year was accuracy. So, and he answered that. He had some pretty good, pretty good throws. The Miami fans that I follow on Twitter seemed pretty happy with the game. Even though they lost, the the, the fan base in general was not too disappointed. The, the team played well. They, they were in that game, even though they were a seven and a half point underdog. They were in it from start to finish. Probably should have won. And Manny Diaz looked like he knew what he was doing. And if I was a Miami fan, I would, I would be happy with the the future outlook of my program, even after watching that game, because you have your quarterback for the next four seasons. It looks like. Yeah. And even Tate Martell, you know, he wasn't under center for the game as a starter, but he was in there. He was making an impact on, we saw it on the, was it the fake field goal attempt, a couple fourth down conversions. He was on the field for, he's talked about, you know, wanting to make an impact as a wide receiver. It seemed like he was getting that shot last night. He, it, it looked like, which was, I don't know, I guess kind of contrary to what we've seen from him. He looked like he was all in on just being out in the game. You know, he, he did a lot of talking in his career. So I was, I was honestly expecting him to kind of just, as soon as he lost the job, just kind of. I think he realizes that he doesn't have many more options. Yeah. He's either going to sit out this entire season again, or he's going to be a part of Miami and do whatever he can to help them win. Absolutely. So I, that's really his best option. Does, because he's a part of this team, does that mean he's not going to transfer at like, the end of this year? No, he probably will be gone at the end of this year. But he knows it's in his best interest to be a good teammate and show that he can help a team win Yeah, under any circumstance. And how much do you think that this Miami team is going to win? They're going to have a tough time going for the Coastal Division title in the ACC against last year's victors, the Pitt Panthers, as well as, you know, the surging Virginia Cavaliers and everybody else that's going for that chaotic Coastal Division title. Do you think that Miami is going to assert themselves and become the first two-time winner of the Coastal in, what, six, seven years? They definitely have a chance. Their their defense was flying around. Shaq Quarterman will probably be, is probably one of the best linebackers in the ACC, no doubt about it. And Miami's defense in general has a lot of explosive athletes, and they were doing a good job of keeping Florida to a limit of explosive play. So, yeah, I think I think it's a four-team race in the ACC Coastal between the three teams you just mentioned, um, along we with... We love a nice car alarm. Yeah, of course. But Pitt, Virginia, Miami, and then Virginia Tech, I think that's a four-team race. I don't really think Georgia Tech, North Carolina, or Duke have a chance, but those four other four teams, it's anyone's... anyone's uh, you know, and whoever plays the best, they're going to win. And I think all four of those teams are pretty evenly matched. That, Virginia Tech, really? You have the Hokies in there? Fuente, they got rid of a lot of guys who were poisonous been- to that program. And there's a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Fuente is an offensive genius. I, Virginia Tech is going to be something to reckon with. Here's the here's the one thing you, you'll be able to pull from last year is even though they had a... a bad year they got a lot of kids who weren't typically going to play uh weren't typically going to get in but throughout all the injuries they're gonna have a lot of playing time returning they had, they had freshmen and sophomores who were getting a lot more time than they would have had, had they not had those injuries so virginia tech goes to miami on october 5th so that'll be very a very interesting early season acc game to, to watch I mean, talk about another early ACC game to watch. This Saturday night, Pitt 
hosts Virginia, two teams that came very close. Pitt, of course, finished the job and got the Coastal Division. But Virginia was right there until they lost to the Panthers last season. What's your thought on those two teams and, you know, maybe a little of the home bias? Who do you think is going to come out on top in that first season game? Little, little early season ACC action. I cannot wait for that game. Saturday night at Heinz Field, 7.30 kickoff. It's going to be awesome. Two very two teams with very high expectations, higher than either program usually has in years past. Um, both of these fan bases are not going to be happy with anything less than an ACC Coastal Championship this season, which is not something you can often say for Pitt and Virginia. So it's gonna that's going to be a great game. It's going to be a close game, and it'll probably come down to which quarterback plays better, Kenny Pickett or Bryce Perkins. It, it's going to be an interesting uh, battle, considering I think Pitt barely has the better defense. Um, it, but at the same time, they're going against Bryce Perkins, who was one of the ACC's best passers, one of the better passers in college football. And I mean, although they lose some of the skill positions, I think they're only they're not retaining, returning the top receiver, I don't believe. They're still going to have enough talent. Bryce Perkins is a, is a very capable quarterback. And against that defense, it's going to be very interesting with an unproven pit offense. Um, it'll be a very, very revealing week one. What do you think, Bo? How do you, how do you see that game going down a week from yesterday? Well, I, mean, I think this is a whole prove-it season for Narduzzi and the Panthers. I think... You know, as much as, you know, Bronco Mendenhall and Virginia are going to have pressure in terms of not having taken that next step yet for the program, Narduzzi now has shown that he can get the team to that next step, to that, you know, kind of little bit of an elevation. Now he needs to prove that he can run a program that's staying at that level consistently, that's getting to the ACC championship every year and maybe actually showing a fight against Clemson. That's a couple years off, but we'll get there. But, you know, the defense really had a great game against Virginia last year. Perkins, you know, very accurate game, 17 for 24, but only 205 yards and one touchdown. He wasn't able to get the running game going for him. So I think Pitt has shown that they can contain Bryce Perkins, but this is a defense that historically doesn't warm up until midseason. They take a couple games, some reps to get going, and, Narduzzi's got to show that they can come out of camp ready to compete. I mean, this ACC schedule starting the first week, that's different for a lot of these players. That's different for a lot of these coaches. Yeah, this game was going to be one of the biggest games of the year, regardless of when it was. But the fact that it's week one, like you said, Pitt has a pass uh, has a pass of not really showing up till till the middle of the season especially so, week one. Oh, especially especially you know with losing almost losing to youngstown state two years prior i mean it was different team. making it close in the second half against albany what was that last year yeah i mean kind of they just weren't really moving the ball but this the, the whole i think the whole week one acc conference game dynamic is a good move by the acc that was especially in coordination with the launch of our good friend the acc it, network exactly it was good to get some hype i mean other the conferences propaganda play. machine Exactly. The, the Clemson football propaganda <laughs> machine. I've been surprised by we, we can get to that later. Yeah. But speaking of Clemson football, that's that that's another game that is going to be interesting to watch week one on Thursday night. Georgia Tech sending out a normal offense for the first time in over a decade. It's going to be so and weird. they're going to so be weird. greeted by the Clemson pass rush uh, yeah. on their first attempt to. Baptism by fire. Send a drop back passer. So that that that'll be interesting to watch. At Clemson, thirty six and a half. At Clemson, so it might not be the most competitive game in, in the Death world. Valley. But, no. I mean, there's so many. Di- uh, like like you were saying with with how they've had the ACC set up. You know, for for those who are skeptical of even Virginia Tech, skeptical of Pitt and Virginia. Virginia Tech is going to play Boston College week one. You get A.J. Dillon, who's going to be back. So, I mean, that'll be a test week one. These are all good tests. I mean, whether they're, they'll be revealing, whether they'll will get the full picture, usually we won't because we won't see teams in midseason form. But 
this is going to be a very interesting to see how this stacks up. And it's a lot more refreshing than just seeing most schools go up against uh, maybe not an FCS opponent, but definitely a lesser opponent. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We also have our coastal friends, Duke going up against Bama in, in another, <laughs> in another 35 point spread. So all, all around the ACC, there's, there's fun things to watch and really all around college football week one, should it's, it's be pretty one. compelling. Before we get country. before we get to the rest of college football, I want to stay, finish up with the ACC quickly, especially the Atlantic Division side. Two big questions: Which of those teams do you think has any shot at upsetting Clemson? Whether it's Syracuse, maybe Boston College, and two, what do you think Willie Taggart and Florida State are going to do? I mean, so I think I think Syracuse. The past two years, they beat them two years ago. It was a really close game in, in Death Valley last year. They re, they return. I mean, they don't return their quarterback. So that will be very interesting to see. I don't know. I'm very skeptical of Syracuse. However, I think I think they're the best shot. I don't think NC State can do it. I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you. I think Florida State has the best shot to knock off Clemson of any team in the Atlantic. So you're, you're a believer in Hornybrook. Um, whether, whether or not Hornybrook is better than we saw him at Wisconsin, I think just the supporting cast around him is far better than that's what they have at Syracuse. Yeah. Yes. Dino Babers, Dino Babers has done a good job at the same time. Losing Eric Dungy is a huge, massive loss. They also lost some very talented, talented receivers. Yeah. So I, I like Florida state more than Syracuse. Uh, this this upcoming season. That being said, neither of them have a chance to knock off Clemson. No, Clem- Clemson has about I'd say a ninety five percent chance to go undefeated. I I'd agree. I don't see them losing a game. I don't really see them having too many competitive games. A and M will be interesting. Probably not. There, there's there's hype around A and M at least this year, it, but still. They, it's Clemson. Clemson should win that game by two touchdowns. I understand, and that'll probably be their most difficult game. So I don't know. See, I disagree with you because every every year in the ACC, regardless of how good Clemson is, there's always a game. Really, doesn't matter how good the team is, and there's an ACC game where usually midseason Clemson is just snoozing through the schedule, and somebody comes in and shocks them. You know, it was. Pitt beat them. Uh, NC State almost. I think it was NC State almost. Last beat year it was Syracuse. Yeah. Well, no. Or was that two years ago? Two years ago. Last year Syracuse was the only I close. Think, I, yeah, ACC I think game NC they played. State was the year prior on that one. Every other ACC game last year for Clemson was a blowout. Syracuse. It was a noon kickoff at home against Syracuse, right. and everyone in that stadium was asleep. Yeah. And Eric Dungy came in and played a hell of a game. So there is that chance that I, I don't, I mean, if I'm going to argue specifics, which I am, but that being said, I think, I think the ACC as a whole, the coastal and the Atlantic are getting better outside of Clemson. Um, yeah. I, I think the coaching, the coaching changes that have been made throughout the ACC have, have been paying off in, in most instances and I think around the Atlantic that will continue to pay off even more with, I think Dino Babers probably having a good season this year and maybe taking an even better job because he, he has proven to be one of the best hires in the country. And in general, I just think the level of competition in the ACC has gotten drastically better over the past 10 to 15 years. I'd agree. So that, that, that's going to be, it's going to be a great conference to watch this year, even though the winner is probably already determined. Yeah. There's still a lot. There's still a lot to be determined. All right. So before we move on to the big 10, who is Clemson going to beat in the ACC and who is your ACC surprise team of the year? Mm, I, I'll say they're going to be Pitt. I'll, I'll, I mean, we're all homers here, but I think Pitt's the best team in the coastal. Um, I'll go safe. I'll go Miami. I, I mean, obviously, I, I think Pitt has a very good shot, but I that front that that defense of Miami is going to cripple most teams, especially in the coastal, where we're not seeing 
a ton of explosive offense just yet. So I, I don't know. It, it could shape up that pit wins. It, it, it could go one of four ways. I'm thinking, I don't think we see any of a uh, Georgia tech Duke. I don't, I don't UNC. I don't, I don't think Mac Brown can get him there that quickly. I think it, it's going to be one of Miami, Virginia tech, Virginia or Pitt. Um, but I'll take Miami. I think I'll probably say I want to be Homer and go pit. But, you know, like I said, that first game Saturday night is worrying me a little bit. I think that if Virginia goes into Heinz Field and beats Pittsburgh, I think that they have the confidence they need to go through the rest of that ACC schedule. You know, maybe slip up here and there, but I think they can be consistent and make it out to Charlotte in early December. And to answer my other question, the team I think is going to be interesting to watch this year is Wake Forest. Um, yeah. You know, that's a team, uh, Coach Dave Clausen, I want to say. Yep, you're right. You know, he's had an interesting couple of years. And, you know, I went down there last year for the pit game. And, you know, I was really, really excited to see, you know, one of their young quarterbacks. I think it's Sam Hartman. I think they had an yep, yep. ACL injury, and he just came out and absolutely blew the water off. They have a pretty talented team. A couple good wide receivers out there. I think that team's ready to break out in the ACL. Coastal, maybe a second or third place, or Atlantic, a second or third place finish for the Demon Deacons. That's a good call, Wake Forest. I'd, I'd have to agree. Wake they, Forest has some talent. They've they've been building some stability, bringing in bringing in solid recruiting classes. I I, I can agree. I from from to answer your question, for most surprising team, I even though I didn't pick them to win the the Coastal, I think I would say Miami. I think Miami. Just what I from what I watched on Saturday, I think Miami is gonna. Going to be a, a nine win. Themselves. I think they're going to be a nine win team this year. I, I I think those other two losses come in the coastal, come in the ACC, which is why Pitt is able to squeak in. Hopefully, with two losses and they beat Miami head head to head. But I think I think I think Miami's a legit top twenty five team, which I don't wasn't as convinced of coming into that game on Saturday night. I mean, if if we're gonna say dark horse or surprise, I I think I'll agree with Wake Forest. There's murmurs that you know, Clawson is is slowly building up something that will progress into in, into a top contender for for the uh, Atlantic. I mean, they only they lose two on the O line. They're returning two. I mean, Hartman was really in because of injury, but they yeah, he wasn't Newman. even supposed to be the starter. Nope. So they 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 have experience. They have someone who knows the offense. They're the sophomore wide receiver Sage Thorat is Surratt, I, he, yeah, he's a I, he's a dog. So I I think they yeah, have a big like, loss in Greg Dortch to the NFL, but I think they they had some depth in the receiver core. Surratt's going to have a big year, I think. I think they can take a couple games. I I I think they're on the up and up. Shall we head to the Big Ten? Why not? Let's do it. Where you want to kick off there? I want to get. I I'm so excited for the West. Personally, I am so excited for the West. There's so much. There's so much that is going on. You know, there's teams such as Wisconsin who are returning a Heisman contender and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Nate Stanley is returning for his senior year. They have Iowa's weapons on the outside. They have some solid D as they always do under Kirk. Parents, uh, obviously, if 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 you follow college football enough, there's so much hype surrounding Nebraska. Uh, Scott Adrian Martinez. Yep, Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost. Um, there's a lot of hype, which we will see. Um, defense needs to get better, but I think uh, you know even Northwestern, they want to return to the to the Big Ten championship. I that's I, even Minnesota. Minnesota has. A ton of returning talent. Um, they lose their uh, sophomore quarterback and extended injury in the in in the uh, in the off season, but from I, I think they'll still be all right. So it's going to be a very interesting division to to look at. I think for the first time in a while since the whole leaders and legends division changed over to the East and West and the big 10, the, the West is actually competitive with the East. You can't just say that the East is the more talented division this year, top to bottom. I think they're very similar. I mean, Purdue is, you didn't even mention Purdue and they have a lot of talent themselves. Yes, and they, have a, they have a good own. coach. I, I want a very good coach. I wanted someone to say that. So, so I, I, the big 10 might be, 
the most compelling conference in college football this year because there's probably six or seven teams that have a legitimate chance to win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially out of the West. That's it, like Rondale Moore making his, his soft, you know, sophomore season. They have uh, Elijah Sindelar, who's been in the program for uh, as long as pretty much anyone just backing up David Blau and split, sometimes splitting snaps with the, but with David Blau, but uh, it's going to be very interesting um, to see how that will turn out. Um, and in the East, Urban Meyer's gone. Everybody, a lot of people want it to be uh, Harbaugh's year to beat Ohio State and, and to make it to the uh, championship game. Penn State has a they if if they have a good quarterback, they have the talent and they definitely have the defense to to make some big strides. Uh, it's it's going to be very interesting. Let me jump in there on Harbaugh. Are you sold on Harbaugh, and are you sold on Shea Patterson as the guy to spark that offense? Harbaugh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people were like, uh, were kind of assuming just because he's coming to his alma mater. Like, I don't know. I think it's a little different than coaching at Stanford. So, he, he brought Stanford to the limelight. Um, but I... He, he improved Michigan. There's no denying that. I don't think you can say that his his head coaching tenure may be a tad bit disappointing, but I don't think he's re- relatively underperformed. They've all they've had great teams. They've had really good teams. I I do. I'm not buying the Michigan hype. Uh, they lost a lot on defense. A lot of really really good players. And yes, Harbaugh has been recruiting top 15 classes year in and year out. But I, I I think they would they're gonna need to rely on their defense if they are a playoff team. Cause I don't I don't think Shea Patterson I don't think you put a team on Shea Patterson's shoulders and have him lead you to the playoff. So I, I Michigan's a good team. I think they're a ten win team, but I, I'm not buying the playoff hype whatsoever. I think Ohio State and Penn State I would say Ohio State for sure has a better chance to win the Big Ten East. I I'd put them similar with Penn State. Uh, as the Michigan second best State. team in the coast, I'd say Michigan State is the fourth best team. I, I think Penn State's biggest issue is its, is its schedule. They go to Ohio State, they go to um, Michigan, Michigan State. State, and they go to um, and they go to Iowa. So that's three extremely difficult conference games on the road. That could be three losses even, right even there for Penn State. At Minnesota can look difficult that's tricky. in November. Yeah, that's tricky. So I think Penn, Penn State, I, while they have a lot of talent, I think their schedule is the main thing holding them back. I, I think it's Ohio State, Michigan. Can't race. forget, can't forget November thirtieth at Rutgers or Rutgers at home. It's <laughs> a big, big roadblock. The, the Nights. Hey, the Big Ten is getting all that New York media buzz from having Rutgers in the Big Ten, right? It's worth it. It's well worth it. I have no comments on that matter. <laughs> they get all that buzz. People just don't understand. You're right. Uh, you're right on Penn State. They, they have a they have a difficult schedule. Um, but going back to Michigan, they have a lot of talent on the offense and they've been recruiting solid. They, they pretty much have a brand new D-line, but there's still a lot of talent on the D-line. They return a lot at linebacker. Um, there's obviously it's the biggest question mark. You you can't deny that. That will be interesting to see. However, I still think I don't know, they have a good shot. I think I think Justin Fields marches in there, and Ohio State beats them again and and wins wins the Big Ten East. I think everyone. It's the same as last year where everyone was saying this is the year. I mean, is Harbaugh has to beat them eventually. He has to do it eventually, and once again, they're not. They're going to fall short. Who do you guys? Who do you guys see coming out of the the West? Oh. I, I once again, I think that's another two team race. Nebraska and Iowa, in my opinion, are the two be, two best teams. I'm going to say Wisconsin West. and Iowa, but I, I think I think Iowa's going to pull it out. You you said Wisconsin and Iowa? Yeah, not you uh, not Nebraska. You think Wisconsin is better than Nebraska? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, so... Well, Wisconsin starting a new quarterback, or is... Jonathan Taylor, though. Nebraska probably has, or definitely has a Heisman contender at quarterback. Still young. A top 10 young young coach in the country. 
They they gained a lot of a lot of valuable experience at the end of the season last year. I I, I think Nebraska is deserving of all that hype. You don't? I think it remains to be seen. I mean, they start. Well, of course, it remains to be seen, but we're making predictions here. Okay. All right. It, it, there, there was two. Who te- finishes with a better record in the Big Ten? Nebraska or Wisconsin? I'm sticking to Wisconsin. Okay. Interesting. Iowa. Iowa's number one from the West. You I think, think Iowa wins the West? I, I, I can definitely see that. I just think they're... AJ Apenza is an absolute stud on the I mean, D-line. Terrifying. Their they're O-line they're, is always full of future NFL players. Um, Geno Stone, DB. They, they have, I like Iowa a lot. Kirk Ferentz. He's consistent. He's probably one of the most sneaky consistent. good coaches in all of college football. He's You can't, you can't ask for anything more than knowing what you're going to get every year, and that's what you have with Kirk Ferentz. Absolutely. There, there was a little people were giving them a little flack whenever they gave him that extension a couple years ago. But no. that's that seems like that was the absolute right move. I think considering the ceiling of Iowa football, they're pretty close to it with Kirk Ferentz. I don't uh, know I mean, why I, you would ever even think about changing it. I think absolutely. I agree with you. I think he they deserves could, the security. I think we could see a time. I could see a time where where they just take the next step and they're consistently, you know, for, for two to three years, there's, they're a nine to 10 win team, maybe even 11. So I don't think it's this year, but I still think they win the big 10 West. Iowa travels to Lincoln to close the season. So that, big. that will It'll probably be a huge game. That will That's probably be game. a game the to turn decide. The, the red army. Oh yeah. Great. It's what a great stadium. But the, the big 10 in general, a lot of good teams, a lot of exciting players like, Justin Fields, you got Rondell Moore, Adrian Martinez, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Brian Lewis. There's all Americans <laughs> throughout the conference. Oh yeah, Michigan's Michael always Parsons. fun to watch. Michael Parsons, yeah, you're a gross Matos at Penn State. There's there's Kali studs Cutson. around the conference. Kali Josh Cutson. Jackson at Maryland. Yeah, there's a lot of talent. Joshua so, Jack, yeah, it's gonna be a great they conference. They could be an interesting team, you know, kind of down the pecking order. They, I mean, they Knock almost, took, they, they almost took down Ohio State last yeah. year. Uh, Mike, Loxley, a, Mike Loxley knows what he's doing. You know, thankfully, they're going to have a, a better team morale after last year. Un, yeah. Unfortunate. What a, what a what just a rough thing. It, it really it, 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 it derailed the beginning part of the season and even late into the season. So at least, you know, it'll be better there. Where are we going next? We going out west? We going down south? Let's go down south. Let's go down south. Where the where the real men play football. It, you're talking about the Big Twelve, right? The Big Boys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the Big Twelve. Yeah, go, big go, go, good old. That's Oklahoma. real defensive football. All right, the SEC. It just means more. It just means more. Come on, Paul. Who's? Come on. <laughs> is it Alabama, Georgia again? Alabama and Georgia are probably the two two of the best three teams in the country with Clemson. So that, that's definitely a good place to start. G- Georgia is back. Yeah. And they are they are more hungry than ever after blowing that game in the SEC championship. Like I I, I saw Kirby Smart say in the preseason that he, he's basically told his team that making the SEC championship game is not enough this year. They They've have done to, that already. Yeah. They've been there. They have to win it. Like they got the quarterback. They got the defense. They have the hey, DeAndre they, Swift. They lost a lot of they lost a lot at wide receiver, but they've been they obviously have been recruiting five stars year in and year out since Kirby Smart has been there. And like Stevie just said, they have a Heisman contender at running back. So yeah, I think I think it's Alabama and Georgia. I, they they Is lose. Florida right there. No. Not, no, yet. not yet. Not yet. Not I, don't, I don't know. After, after Saturday, they're, they're going to have a ways to go. Not with Felipe Franks. I, I, I don't think... I, I like Dan Mullen. I think Dan Mullen is the coach to get them there. Yeah. But I don't think Franks is the quarterback. I mean, he... What? This is his... Last year, he was the full-time starter. Year prior, he was getting snaps. Uh, battling with uh, Malik... Zaire. Zaire. And uh and he was saying now, I mean, he's he's still struggling through leadership problems. Uh, I don't know, man. I I think 
he has a, a bit to go, and I don't think they're going to get it out of him. Who Who would you rather be your starting quarterback, Felipe Franks or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. <sighs> Joe Burrow. I I think I would after watching that game on Saturday coming into the season. I haven't seen Joe Burrow in a long time. I but know. But I've seen him make some plays. I I he's a leader. What was dude. it? What was he's it last smart. year? He had that one like run. Oh, I forget what uh, who were they playing? Where he just got. Uh, was, was it maybe it might have been the A and M game, the seven overtimer. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I read something. This is a side note. Like after that game, he went into the locker room and like collapsed just because he he literally gave everything he could out on the field. I he's well, going to be very interesting to walk. Speaking of him, what are your thoughts on LSU and A and M? Because feels like after Georgia, those are really the two next teams up. Out. What is it? That's the West, right? Yeah, it's the West. Yeah, it, I mean, after Alabama, I I think LSU and and A and M are pretty pretty similar similar outlooks for the, for this season. They're both obviously gonna win seven eight games at least, but I don't think either team is gonna do as well as their fan bases hope. Especially A and M. Um, I I know there's a lot of hype. There's a lot the, of hype behind the quarterback Kellen Mond, Jimbo, and Jimbo and. Everything that Texas A&M football could be under the right circumstances, it absolutely could be a juggernaut, but they're not there yet. Um, hey, they have that Texas money, but they're just not there yet. I I, I like Texas A&M's offense a lot, but yep. they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to stop people enough um, to to compete with LSU and Alabama this year. Is LSU a ten win team? Uh, yeah. Yeah, LSU. LSU. I think I'd I'd say. Home. I mean, the biggest the biggest non conference is Texas. They have a very tough game against Texas in week two. That will be Texas is legit, and that will be. But if if they win that Texas game, yeah, I'd say they're a ten win team. Oh yeah. I mean, they'll lose to Alabama. They'll probably drop one other one in the SEC. They return a lot on D. You have Joe Burrow's leading it. I I don't. They they have a lot of talent. They have. They're playing a lot of young. They have a lot of youth, but you kind of expect that with LSU. They have guys. They have guys. They come in, they play for three years, and then they leave for the NFL. It's kind of to be expected. Grant Delpit, there, there's who's a dog. The the interesting thing to note with LSU's schedule: the last game of the season, November thirtieth, A and M at home in Death Valley. The other Death Valley. It, it'll be interesting to see where both of those teams are at whenever that that game rolls along. Because after after a whole season. It, each program is going to be at a very different place than they are right now. Because if, if LSU, if LSU has another year where they don't beat Alabama and they don't win the SEC East or mm-hmm. West, I'm sorry. Uh, I think the Coach O luster is going to wear off. Fade. Gold Tigers. It's it's going to start to wear off, and people are going to start to get annoyed. They get Florida at home. They get Auburn at home. It's a pretty good role. They get In they get Alabama of- off a of bye. Although Alabama is also off a of bye, but still that helps. Texas A and M at home. Arkansas, who, who who could make some waves? They get them at home. I think their schedule's there. Like you were saying, if they beat if they beat Texas, I don't. I I, I like LSU a lot. I like LSU a lot. Like, their defense is going to be good. They've been consistently good. I think. Uh, that that should be a lot of fun. I, I think, think the SEC in general <laughs> is a little bit down this year, in my opinion. There's a lot. There's been a lot of coaching turnover in the yep. NA, SEC. A lot. A lot of programs very unstable. It. I. I'm really interested to see how Pruitt does at, at Tennessee. Yeah, I was just gonna say Tennessee. How do you see them going? I. I still don't think they're they're gonna be in contention with for. Um, the East, I they they I mean they, I could see them shocking you know Florida and I might not be as big a shock but I could definitely see them doing that. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Tennessee's there yet. Pruitt, I think, is on the right track. But oh, yeah. I'd be happy with Jeremy Pruitt as my head coach. You you can't be upset about. But that. still, it's just his second year there, and he was left behind an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, by the legend that is Butch Jones. So. Return Jarrett Garantano. I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you're probably happy to win six or seven games this year. If you make a bowl game this yeah, year. Looking, I mean, there's a lot look, of hype. I'll around. say, looking at their schedule, I could see them with, I don't know, eight wins maybe. 
which I, I don't think you could complain about that, especially in SEC. They, yeah, their fan base I think would take would take that. I don't. I, I don't. They, after they after a five and seven last year, I think jumping up to eight this year. Yeah, that's a good step. That's, that's a big jump. That a big shows step a lot of, in the right direction. That shows a lot of promise. Garantano is a good quarterback. He has played a lot of football at this point. Yep. He's nothing is going to shock him. He's played in every stadium. It, it would be, seen it all. It's it's going to be interesting to see how Kelly Bryant does at Missouri. There's, oh, I forgot about that. One. Oh yeah. I mean, they're sneaky. There's a sneaky, trendy pick. Yeah, a lot of people like Missouri this year. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I'm with you. I think I don't. Uh, I think there's just a little too much hype around Kelly Bryant. Um, I think he's very talented. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great quarterback. I'm not gonna say that. I don't think he's a guy that can elevate them over, you know, Georgia. I think they. I think they could definitely take down Florida. Because I, I mean, I, after this p- previous week, I'm not too. You're not sold, there. yeah. No, but all right. Let me ask you this. Side note: You agree with Dabo not giving him a ring? Who cares? Because I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't I, on the I, team. I, don't know. I saw just, some. I saw some pushback, and I'm just like, I think that's a little ridiculous. He wasn't on the team. He chose to leave. Don't give the guy a ring. I don't. I don't think Kelly I Bryant was, was even that upset. If oh, I was Kelly, I, I think that's you know one of those where it's a little manufactured. If yeah. I was Kelly, it's a Bryan, Max Kellerman talking point. Yeah. If I was Kelly Bryan, I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't even care that I, I wouldn't even want a ring. Like I, if if I didn't lead that team out in the field again, you know, for the majority of the season, I don't. I, I really don't mind it. All right. So who is it coming out of Atlanta? Is it Alabama or is it Georgia? It's Georgia's year. I I'm gonna say what I want to happen. I want Georgia to win. I. Do I, th- I think, I think Alabama could, could drop one game in the right reg- in, in the regular season. And I think there's a possibility that they could lose, lose to Georgia as well. I, I'll, I'll hedge, I'll hedge my bet and I'll say Alabama, it'll be Alabama simply because they have a far better, ch- they have a much more likely chance of being in the title game. There's a chance that Georgia doesn't even make it, but I, 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 yeah, I'll say Alabama. I'll say Alabama wins the SEC again, and I'll say the SEC only gets one team in the playoff. They, they See, are. That's hungry. the more. That's the more interesting question. Now. Right. I agree. Because because if it's like a two loss LSU in the title game rather than I don't know one loss Georgia. Yeah, I don't. I, I yeah, changes I don't everything. I don't. I don't think we'll see a one loss Georgia. I, I just don't. Um, I, I think because you think it'll be a no loss Georgia, or we just won't see Georgia in the one, title game. I one in the regular season, and then uh, I, I I don't know. I think either Oregon or Utah will. I think someone will make it out of the Pac-12 this year. Yeah. So I, I think if someone makes it out of the Pac-12, and then we get Clemson, Alabama, and someone out of the Big Ten, then I just I don't think I I don't think the the second SEC team makes it in this year, and then obviously I don't think Notre Dame is. Repeating an undefeated season. Their schedule is. You're forgetting forgetting one thing. What about Oklahoma or Texas? Very true, but I think the Big 12 is going to beat up on each other this year. Well, speaking of the Big 12 beating up on each other, let's hop over there. Big 12 preview. You think they're going to beat up on each other? You don't see Oklahoma or Texas coming out clean enough? I think not only uh, Oklahoma and Texas. Well, right then, that's one of those teams are going to knock the other out, and then Iowa State is probably going to beat one of those two. Yeah, Brock Purdy. Yeah, Matt baby. Campbell. If if Iowa State, Brock Purdy, baby. You know, Iowa State is expecting to beat one of those two teams this year, if not both. Iowa State wants to win the Big Twelve this year, and Texas is very good as well. Ellinger is a great, great quarterback who makes plays and is a leader. Anybody who doesn't believe Tom Herman is an undoubtedly phenomenal coach. Yep. So I I think at the end of the day, just no one makes it out of the big 12 undefeated. If, if you believe that Texas is not back, then I I don't, I don't know what to say to you because they showed, I mean, they, they crushed, although it was a bowl game, they crushed Georgia. I mean, they, they may not have it all on defense this year, but like you said, Ellinger's a, a solid QB. They have Colin Johnson, who's a very good wide receiver, one of the best in in the Big Twelve in the country. 
Devin Duvernay, who's also very good. And Baylor and TCU are both are also both good. Like yeah, they're, they're they're both bringing squads. Matt Rule in his second year at Baylor. He, he's yeah, and I haven't even mentioned West Virginia. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. I like what Neil Brown's doing. I hate to say it, but I do. Yeah, but they, I like they, what he's doing. But they're going to win four games. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. So they have they had a lot of talent wide receiver, but they the only reason they won that amount of games is because of Will Greer. I mean, that's for certain. Because every team prior, like, I mean, they just weren't pulling in great QBs. So, I mean, without a solid QB such as Will Greer, they lose their two best wide receivers. Probably um, their and, best defensive it, player in it, Kenny Robinson. Kenny Robinson's gone. They lost a lot on their secondary. A lot on the offensive line, so, too. Uh, juiced. Yeah, they, I, 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 I think the, the Big 12 is kind of top heavy. It's, Very much. The, the bottom of the Big 12, obviously, Kansas is going to be terrible as they always are. And who knows? They might win four or five over games. Over under three. I, I think I take the over at three. I think they might win four or five. Th- probably three is a good number for them. But, I, I, you know, after after those teams we just named, no one in the Big 12 is really has any hope this year. Obviously, Texas Tech with a new coach. Kansas State's a little bit down this year. Um, Baylor has... A lot of experience returning. They have a lot of age, so I think they they might derail somebody. They they have the opportunity to kind of throw out, you know, maybe maybe shock in Oklahoma or Texas, and and make some waves. Oh yeah, and yeah, especially with Iowa State. I I think uh, it's hard to believe that that the Big Twelve will. will produce someone uh, good enough to get into the college football playoff. And that's all right. I think we're going to still see some great football from the Big 12. What do you think of uh, of Jalen Hurts? you like him at Oklahoma? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, he's coming from just a totally different world, kind of. Um, it's very different. Very different. SEC atmosphere. is just so... Very different football. Yeah, it's so defensively sound. Um... And you're going into the Big 12, which traditionally is not as defensively anywhere near as defensively sound, but so but you're expected to produce high numbers each game every week to to, to win a game. Lincoln so, Lincoln Riley is an offensive genius. Hurts will Hurts will do very well. It's I I don't disagree. It's just going to be interesting to see how how he kind of fills that role. I mean, it's I think C.D. Lamb is probably a top five receiver in the country. Yep. So I, I think Oklahoma will be fine. They have a good O line. They have good running backs. They, I think Oklahoma will be good. I just, once again, I think their defense is not good enough. Um, I, I like them losing to Texas this year. Yeah. I, I, I think Ellinger will want that game badly. I mean, not that you, obviously you want to win every game, but certain, certain just, it, it's more. It's just, yeah, it's, it's the just, Red River rivalry. Exactly. It's just out. Exactly. But to answer your original question, I think Jalen Hurts will have a very, very good season. I think he's going to throw a lot of touchdown passes, and Oklahoma's going to win a lot of games. But yep. I don't think they're going to be undefeated. So is is Texas the consensus pick? Just a, a beat up Texas that's not getting into the playoff. Maybe five or six. I, I yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. Texas, Oklahoma, and Iowa State all will win nine games. Though I, I, I will not be surprised if Iowa State. I don't think any of them. I don't think any of them wins. Obviously, I don't think any of them wins twelve games, and I would be shocked if any of them even win eleven games. I think there's some good teams there, but no great ones. I don't. I between. I don't. TCU could also have a surprising. Year. I. I don't. There, there's so that one. I'm a little less sure about. But I'd say Texas. All right. Let's go late night out west, Pac-12, baby. Are you sold on Oregon or Utah or maybe even a Utah State? Utah State's not. Utah State's Mountain West. Yeah. Tired. Jordan Love is really good. Their quarterback. Yeah. He is really good. But. Pac-12. Pac-12. Hey, don't. Don't sleep on USC. Don't sleep on I, USC. I want to. Don't sleep on USC. 
JT Daniels. That's Stanford. KJ Costello. Yeah, ready to Stanford have as well. Year. The Pac-12 is better than it's been in years. Years prior, I think the Pac-12 has been down the last couple of years. Don't think that's really crazy to say. And I, I think they're bound. They're returning to form a little bit. Jacob Eason ready to roll at Washington. That, That'll be intriguing to very watch. Fun to watch. He's definitely better than their former quarterback by a lot. Browning, Browning, I think held I mean, them back he, in the last couple of years. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's hard if if. I think it was just hard for them to turn away from Browning because of where he got them. Right. Like his, for his, what, what did they make the playoff? Yeah. Yeah. And then the next, he had two more years left and really he did nothing with either of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he was noted for one of the most, uh, no, uh, he had an explosive sophomore year, but, uh, I think Eason wasn't he a Heisman finalist that year? I mean, he had insane numbers. I think he had around 4,000. If I correct me if I'm wrong, he 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 had insane amount of touchdowns. I know that he had insane amount of touchdowns. However, I I really like Herbert. He's he's playing with so you much. Really like Herm Edwards. Herbert. Is Herbert. that what you said? Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Herm Edwards. Herm, firm. I thought you said Herb Edwards. Herm Edwards. No. Firm for Herm, baby. No. <laughs> I am no. I I really like Herbert. He's obviously talented. He's he's he definitely came back. Well, at least one of the reasons why he came back to Oregon is he's a hometown kid. He wants he wants to win there so bad, and that he's gonna he's gonna lead that team. They're gonna be very talented. That game against Auburn will be one to see. I think game day is going there week one. I believe that Pretty sounds sure. right. That yeah. sounds right. So that 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 will be a great test for Oregon right off the bat, and probably the toughest game they're going to play all season. So really, even if they lose that game, they can probably still make the playoff. Oh, yeah. Run the table after that, as long as they don't get blown out. I see. I, I think I think they beat Auburn though. I I I that'll be a good that'll be a good game. But I, I agree with you. I think I think there could be Auburn. a lot of fun games. I mean. At Washington, middle of October. For who? Oregon. Yeah. At USC. That 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 would be a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, and like you said, Costello with Stanford. There's going to be a lot of good games. I think Utah is going to. I mean, who who had? I mean, it was, Lee Corso. That's Lee, who. It was Lee Corso. But he had Utah in the playoff. What do you mean? It was Lee Corso. You don't respect his opinion on college I mean, football? Come on. Just because he had a stroke four years ago doesn't mean you and can't also, respect his opinion no, on college football on. anymore. No. Stop. Not so I know fast, you, my friend. Hey, I know what you're trying to do. Here. Not so, so fast, fast, my friend. Tyler Huntley. Great. Britton Covey. A gritty wide receiver. Kyle Whittingham is kind of like Kirk Ferentz in that he just does a great job year in and year out. That program does not skip a beat. No, they're, they're it's they, fun to watch cost, them play. They play good defense. They don't turn the ball over their defense. I mean, was very good last year and will continue to be good. I mean, I don't know. I could see an 10, 11 win Utah easily. Yeah, they, they go to USC. They don't have to play Oregon. They go to Washington. They don't play Oregon. So, it sets up decently for them to, to to make a run. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't. I, I. I don't know. I don't think they go undefeated. <laughs> I think they. No. I. I no, think I don't think they have the. I think offense. I think, firepower. I think they, Washington. I think is the trip up. Yeah, that. I, I don't know. I could see them be. I could see them also losing like Arizona State at home. I, I could see a game like that, UCLA coming out of nowhere and kind of popping them. Khalil I'd, Tate, maybe, at Arizona, week 11. Yep, very talented. I I just don't see – I don't see them beating – even if they do run the table in the regular season, which is I don't think is really possible, I think Oregon is just a little too strong this year. I'm high on Oregon. I'm very high on Oregon. I, I want to. I also really want to pay attention to how Mike Leach does without Gardner Minshew, and 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 where that team goes because he's kind of pulled Washington State yeah. out of irrelevancy, and I I like it. I think it's a great fan base. I think um, it'd be a lot of fun if they could be consistently good. So I, 
that will be interesting to see. Something to be seen, though, so far. Really, and, you know, kind of like some of the other teams we've talked about, they've really yet to kind of take that next step. They've been there. They got there last year, but have to see maybe a little bit more from them and should be interesting, of course, replacing Minshew. I mean, there's there's an argument to be made that they they could very well – they could have beat Washington if if, if you want to look into it, if, if, if there, it wasn't snowing. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're heavily dependent on the pass. That dictates what a their wild offense. game. What a wild game. Yeah. And, I mean, it seemed like the snow just killed them. But the Pac-12 is going to be a lot more. I think college football as a whole has the potential to be a very uh, all-around, evenly distributed, very, very fun season to watch. One of those seasons where the Giants, you know, I see one of the Giants of Alabama, Clemson, Georgia taking a loss this year. I hope so. In in the regular season. I hope. I can see it. I mean, yeah, I, I, you I can figure. Good. That's not it. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't well, think I'm saying Alabama. Chances are that one of those three teams are going to lose okay. a game in the regular season. All right. Well, low chances, I think. But, like, chances are that one of those teams are going to lose a game. I'm saying maybe... I could see a scenario where Alabama know, still has to play Alabama an SEC and Georgia. Schedule. I could see a situation where Alabama and Georgia are undefeated in the SEC championship game. I could see it happening. I don't think it will, but I could see it. If I if I if I had to guess, and obviously that's what we're doing here, we're just guessing. I'll guess. I think that Clemson is the only undefeated team. When I agree. We get to the playoff. I think Alabama loses an SEC game game and I'll say Georgia either loses to Notre Dame or one of their SEC games. Maybe Florida. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's Kentucky again. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I think, but I'm just, I think it's going to be a lot because the complaint has been, at least in the past, has just been alright, well, we know who's, who it's going to be. I think this could be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be one of those years where there's a, just a little bit more unpredictability. Um, there's there's a lot of good good conferences to watch. I mean, there's going to be a lot of close games, a lot of good teams playing each other. I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, last question. Who's your surprise nationwide? Who's your Heisman? Who's your coach of the year? Oof. Quick. Surprise nationwide. Um, I would say even though all of the hype in the world is on them, I'll go Nebraska. I think I think it's deserved. I think Nebraska is surprised because of how much they live up to it. Yeah, I think I think they will win. I think I think they win the Big Ten West, and I think they win at least nine games. I I Heisman. I'll say Trevor Lawrence. That's an easy one. Yeah, I'm going Trevor Lawrence. Surprise team. I Utah. Even though I'm high on Oregon, you think I think they win the Pac-12. No, but I still think they turn some heads and have a great year. I I don't see them losing. I don't see Oregon. I could see them going into the. You uh, think they the, exceed their expectations? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I think so. I don't know. I think my surprise is Michigan beats Ohio State. I hope so. For the sake of the rivalry, I hope so. I, just I think it's tough. It. I, I don't but see I think, it. And Justin Heisman Fields wise, is so much better than Shea Patterson. And I yeah. know we haven't seen Justin Fields play a game yet, but I still feel very confident no, I, saying that. No, I agree with that. Correct. I agree with that, but I don't know. I just feel like I think it's the time. I know we were just talking about this like 30 minutes ago, but I just feel like it's the time for Michigan. And my other surprise is Sam Ellinger wins Heisman and mm. Texas goes Oof. undefeated in the Big 12. Wow. Oof. And there's still so, only a two or three. So seasons. you were okay. I like it, but you were. I would have liked to heard that earlier from you. Yeah, I've been thinking on it. I've been fermenting on it. Okay, it's really just kind of a snap decision. I mean, next time, next time we talk about how we don't think anybody's going to come out of there undefeated, throw it in there. All right. Well, let us know. It's a thought I've been formulating. I'm just I've been building it up, giving myself the confidence yeah, to say it. I don't hate that. I I can see it. Tom, I, little Tom Herman throwing the grill in. I, I can see yeah, it. Why not? Why not? Let's get weird with it, man. Texas is back. Hey, either, let him be back. Either way, college football's back. 
college football's back. And we're back, baby. And we're back by, to... Hey, understand this? We're back by popular demand. Not really, but we'll take it anyways. <laughs> That'll do it for us here on the Week 1 Preview. We've got fantasy drafts to go do. So do you. Get on it. Welcome back to College Football. It's the Noon on Saturday podcast. We'll see you next week.